Alright, so, um, can you tell me something I really didn't need to know? Hey, Mom, tell me something I didn't need to know. So how about let's learn something we really don't need to know. Hi, Mary. Hello, Hannah. How are you today? Fantastic. How are you? Good. You look very happy. Thank you. I am happy. Yeah? I'm with you. Aww. And with all of our amazing listeners. Hell yes. Welcome to Tell Me Something I Didn't Need to Know. Thank you very much. Glad You're to welcome. be here. You're welcome. I'm Mary Swartz. I'm Hannah Green. <laughs> and we're two goofy girls. Goofy, goofy. <laughs> that we are. And the little wolfing in the background is Gypsy. Yes. Because Gypsy needs to be heard too. Occasionally she thinks she does, yes. Yeah. All right. Anything new you want to share with our listeners? Other than we're healthy again? For the moment, yes, we are healthy. We are healthy. Um, wait for spring. Yeah, yeah, that'll Love be spring. good. Love oh my it. god! Yeah, we just need to just need to be done with this. I need to. I need warm weather. I need sunshine on my face. I need green grass <clears throat> and leaves on the trees. I need to be able to take off my shoes and socks and not freeze outside. Yeah, and not stick on the driveway and not have the neighbors look at me funny. She needs to be able to lick the flagpole without sticking to it. Oh, yes, I do, damn it. Because she needs to claim it as her own. That's right. All right. All right, Mary. Did we tell them where they're at? Yes, we did. Yes, I welcomed them, and you said thank you for welcoming you. Okay. Yes, you're glad to be here. Good job. I know, I know. Some days I'm on it. Good to know. I don't know what I'm on, but some days I'm on it. All right, random facts, girls. All right, you ready? Yeah. You heard the phrase, sweating like a pig? Yeah. Pigs don't sweat. I think I knew that. Mm-hmm. Yep. So if someone says you're that you are sweating like a pig or they are sweating like a pig, it means you're not sweating at all because pigs are born without sweat glands. Wow. That's why they tend to roll in the mud. Cools them up. Or in the dirt and like, yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. Wow. Yep. That's rough. Yeah. They don't sweat. Where does all that sweat go? That would be sweat that isn't really sweat. Well, you know, sweat is salty. Yes. That's how we get bacon. Right off the top of your little tiny noggin. (laughs) Nice job. All right. There is an actual Marvel superhero called Squirrel Girl. Excuse me? Squirrel Girl. I think I'm going to need a little more information. She once beat Dr. Doom by flooding his aircraft with a swarm of squirrels. Interesting. Yeah. I Squirrel so. girl. Squirrel girl. I could get on board with that. Okay. I bet you could. All right. Yeah. I've got a tidbit for okay, you. Okay. I got one. I have one specifically for you. Yeah? Yes, I do. Did you know that in Sweden, you need a permit for dancing? Okay. Sweden's center-right coalition government. That's a mouthful, right? They're working on cutting through red tape. When it comes to dancing, by abolishing a decade-old requirement for restaurants, nightclubs, and other venues to obtain permits before they allow patrons to dance. So you don't have to have one to dance in your own home? No. Just, Thank God. Just in public. Mm-hmm. Thank God. Yeah, the, the venues would no longer need a license to organize dancing. Wow. Instead, That's crazy. Instead, they would just have to register with the police. That they had dancing going on? That they're going to have dancing. Mm-hmm. And they can do it verbally. They can just be like, hey, dude, Mr. Police Officer, man, 
We're going to have dancing here Thursday, 7 o'clock. Bring your wife. Wow. That's crazy. Mm-hmm. So applying for the dancing permit yes. incurs a fee of at least, so it's 700 kroner, which is $67 U.S. for the establishment. That's crazy, But too. if you, if an owner does not mm-hmm. have the authorization to allow people to dance and a police officer happens to come by your establishment and finds people dancing without you having a permit, you can actually lose your liquor and business license. Jesus. Yes. Swedish people take that seriously. Yes. Yeah. So the justice minister, which I don't know if that's like the head judge or what that is over there, has said it is not reasonable for the state to regulate people's dancing. Yeah. I really don't think it is either, although there are some certain individuals that should be regulated. But before they can abolish this law, it requires parliament's approval. Yeah. That's crazy. Yeah. I just, yeah, dancing. Okay. All right. So if you know somebody who owns a business in Sweden and you really don't like them, you just go and, you know, like flash mob their business and call the police while you're at it. Okay. All right. We're going to go to London. Oh, I, I was just there. An employee, I don't think you were here. No. An employee of La Emporium in London's Soho area came downstairs from making a cup of tea to discover that the doors were off the hinges. Um, and there were very two very confused police officers standing there. I'm confused, too. See, now we have three confused people. Okay. Well, there's two confused police officers. I'm confused. And I think I think the, the employee was probably also confused. You're right. I, w- I would bet you were right. The officers were responding to a call about a person in distress. So the police broke down the doors of a London art gallery to save a woman who was slumped unconscious over a table. It was a piece of artwork. It was a piece of artwork. She was made of packing tape and foam filler. Uh, the lifeless woman that they had been trying to save was, in fact, an art installation entitled Christina, which was on display at the art gallery. Wow. Um, so the installation features a woman wearing trainers and a yellow hoodie slumped Face forward in a bowl of soup, her long blonde hair concealing her face. Okay. However, this is apparently not the first time the installation, which sits in the gallery window, has caused problems because in October, paramedics were called to assist her. Oh, good Lord. They need to put up like a little thing that says they probably have one. Oh, my God. But at least people are paying attention. At least they're getting involved. Yes. Yes. Save the mannequin. Well, you know they do sex traffic them, so at least she's not being sex trafficked. <laughs> All right. Any more tidbits you want to share? Are we ready for a story? I have one more. All right. Okay, so every year since 1976, Lake Superior State University has a compilation of words or phrases that are going to be banned for the next 12 months. Oh, banned where? Just on their campus or Doesn't like really the whole world? Say... Words that they say are misused, overused, or just plain useless. Okay. So this year we have GOAT, which is the acronym of greatest of all time. Yeah, I'm over it. Inflection point. Okay. Gaslighting. Okay. Quit quitting. Like, don't quit quitting. So basically words of encouragement aren't allowed. Um, Moving forward. Is it quit quitting or was it quiet quitting? 
quiet quitting. Thank you very much. Okay. Because that's got a whole different meaning. Because I don't know what quiet quitting is. It's basically where employees quit working hard and doing their jobs. They just go to work and do the barest minimum possible. As like a form of protest, basically. Okay. Okay. Uh, Anyway, moving forward. Amazing. Well, that's never going to stop happening. Absolutely. Does that make sense? Which I say to children all the time, honestly. Right. Because it's a good way to have them stop and think about it. Think about it. Irregardless. And my very favorite. Yes. It is what it is. (laughs) Which I will never stop saying. Hmm. All right. So try not to say those words, will you? Oh, Don't get us in trouble. Yeah, that's never going to happen. All right. You have a story or something for us today? Or something. Or something. All right. Are we ready? Okay. Hit us with a story, Anna. Theft. We all know what it is. We all hope we're never a victim of it. But how often do we consider all the ways that we can become a victim of theft? Theft comes in a lot of forms. This isn't usually a crime prevention program. (laughs) I know. (laughs) But this is tell me something I didn't need to know. Yes. Is that McGruff guy going to come out now? (laughs) Yes. Yes. The furry dog is going to come out. With a trench coat. Yes. Okay. So theft comes in many forms. A pickpocket, a mugger, carjacker, a burglar. Someone who comes in my house and steals my toilet paper. Pardon me? What? Did that actually happen? No. Oh. <laughs> I was like, what the hell? <laughs> Identity theft. A bank robber. And of course, <clears throat> one of the most common forms of theft these days, fraud or con. It may surprise you to know that fraud is also one of the oldest forms of theft in the world. Con or con artist is actually short for, you know? No, actually I don't. Confidence trick. Oh, yeah, they do. They did used to call them confidence trickster, trickers, or tricksters, I believe. Now, this form of deception relies on basic human compassion. The con artist targets a kind victim's simplicity and compassion to make it easy for them to steal from them. The con lures the victim into voluntarily agreeing to participate in their scheme without their realization most of the time. The scheme can be something incredibly simple leaving the victim feeling stupid for not realizing what was happening. But far more often, the con is incredibly complex, and the victim has no idea exactly how it happened after it's over. To give you an idea of just how old the con game is, and how simple and yet complex it can all be at the same time, let's take a little trip back to the 1700s. Ooh, okay. Yeah, we're going to take a little trip here. Okay. Barbara Ernie was born on February 15, 1743, in Feldkirch, Austria, which is a very small town right between the borders of Switzerland and Liechtenstein. I love the name of that country. Liechtenstein? 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 Yeah, Liechtenstein. It's just a fun word. Barbara was born to a homeless couple. There's nothing to be found in the records about her childhood, but I think that we can all take some educated guesses about the life she grew up with. It's quite likely that she was raised on the streets, she was likely uneducated, and it is likely that she was taught at an early age to do whatever was necessary to survive in life. There isn't any mention of her life after her birth until the age of 36, when Barbara married a man by the name of, and I'm probably going to butcher the first name, Tiroler Franz. Now, Franz was a known criminal with a bad reputation. 
We don't know where the two met, but there is some speculation that a crime was perhaps involved in bringing them together. After the record of the marriage, we know nothing more about their married life, and we don't even know what eventually became of Franz. It's the only, only thing we know about him. This story, however, is not about Franz and his criminal activity. It isn't about the couple, blah, 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 blah. Are we having difficulties over there? Yeah, I'm talking. the English language? Yes, I should speak Liechtenstein or something. <laughs> I bet it's a fun language to speak. I don't even know what they I say. I bet it sounds fun, even if you never understand what you're saying. I just bet it sounds. They probably speak English or Austrian or something. Like, they probably don't even have their own language. It's it, it literally Liechtenstein, the cup, the country, yeah, is like fifteen and a half feet long. Or I'm sorry, what? Fifteen. It fits inside my living room. Fifteen and a half miles long, and three and a half miles wide. That is literally the entire country. Okay, it's not a big country. Sitting inside my living room. <laughs> You know, the other the other feet. The big feet. <laughs> the really big feet. This story, however, is not about Franz and his criminal activities. It isn't about the couple and their criminal activities. Instead, this is Barbara's story. As bizarre and astounding as it is. You see, Barbara was a beautiful woman with strawberry blonde hair and incredible physical strength. The town where she grew up came to know her as Golden Boo. Barbara developed a penchant for travel, for leisure travel, because she liked it, or so she claimed. Don't most of us like leisure travel? Now, while travel for fun is common in more modern times, in the 1700s, this was not a common practice at all. No, because things weren't accessible like they are now. And we weren't traveling by a car, or even a cart with a horse most of the time, or... Any, plane. Yeah, exactly. Or a bus. Exactly. Barbara began to travel through the countryside, between the different countries all grouped so closely together. Austria, Liechtenstein, Switzerland, Germany. You get the idea. Hey, Girl. what are the people who uh, live in Liechtenstein called? Yeah? What are they called? Oh, oh! You, I thought you said, hey, one of them called. And I was like, <laughs> I was waiting <laughs> I was waiting for the, I was waiting for the punchline. <laughs> they called. They would like you to stop talking now. No, they're called Lichtensteiners. <laughs> That's original. It's a fun word. <laughs> Barbara traveled on foot, seemingly by herself, carrying with her a large ornate chest. How did she carry this? She was incredibly strong, like freakishly strong. It's one of the things that everybody knows about her. Okay. All right. Now, towns were not close together. Remember that this is the 1700s, so things were very different back then. You didn't have nice roads to walk on. You didn't probably have a great map, if you had a map at all, considering she was, not. came from the streets. Barbara would find a nice inn to stop in for the evening as she was traveling. She would ask for a room, and she would pay for it. She was friendly to the innkeepers and their families. The odd part was, Barbara would suggest that she was a wealthy woman. She dressed the part. She spoke the part. She acted the part. And at the end of the night, before retiring to her room for the evening, 
she would speak to the innkeeper, requesting that her ornate chest be locked into the most secure room he had, a room where valuables would be safely kept, because her chest was full of priceless treasures, and she did not feel at all comfortable keeping the chest in her completely safe but average room with her. The innkeepers would always be happy to oblige, allowing her to put her chest into the room where they kept other valuables, including their own. They would then close the door and they would lock it from the outside. These rooms didn't have any other way in or out, just that door. And then, happy that her chest full of treasures was safe, Barbara would confidently and quietly head to her room to sleep so that she could resume her travels in the morning. Morning would come and the innkeepers would awaken to a nightmare. You see, overnight, somehow, something seemed to have happened to Barbara. She was gone, missing, poof, like she'd never been there. What a con is going on here? I'm not seeing the con yet. And then the innkeepers would go to the locked room, only to discover that the door was unlocked, which was weird, since they were the ones with the key, and the room would be cleared of anything valuable. And Barbara's chest would be missing as well. Now we know where the con is. Over and over this happened. From town to town, country to country, the innkeepers were being left devastated by the theft of their valuables, and they simply could not understand how this was happening. All that they knew for sure was that Barbara was somehow involved, that they had locked the door to the room. They knew that they had, and they knew that Barbara did not have a key to the room. They also knew there was no other way in and no other way out. It simply did not make sense and it surely wasn't possible. But it was possible and it was done in the simplest of ways. You see, Barbara's chest did not contain priceless treasures. <gasps> of course not. It did, however, contain her accomplice. Nope. Perhaps a child but it is thought that it is much more likely to have been a full-grown adult male dwarf. Okay, ha, 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 yeah. There's a joke in there someplace about dwarves and stolen treasures, okay? But this is a human dwarf. <laughs> Not the dwarves of fairy tales. After everyone had retired to the night and the inn was quiet, the accomplice would climb out of the chest, plunder the room of anything valuable, unlock the door from the inside, and then Barbara and her little friend would take their chest full of treasures, actual treasures now, and flee into the night, never to be seen again. Barbara actually did become the wealthy woman that she claimed to be, all from the stolen valuables of others. Eventually, though, it all caught up with her. In fact, there are reports that say it was actually Barbara's wealth that led to her getting caught. Because when you are wealthy, people tend to know who you are. And if you don't have a reasonable explanation for your wealth, especially back then, people start to ask questions. In May of 1784, Barbara and her accomplice were arrested in Eschen, Liechtenstein. They were transported to the capital of Ludwig and charged. During her trial, Barbara confessed to 17 thefts, and she explained in great detail exactly how she had pulled it all off. Interestingly, though, her accomplice's name was either never known or has been lost to history. Barbara and her accomplice were found guilty, which considering her confession during her trial is hardly a surprise. Both Barbara and her accomplice were found guilty on December 7th of 1784, and they were sentenced to death by beheading. On February 26th, 1785, 
Barbara was beheaded on the guillotine in front of a crowd of 1,000 people. Despite the fact that Liechtenstein rarely used capital punishment, the citizens of Liechtenstein had been so outraged by Barbara's crimes that they had demanded justice. And this was the only sentence that the courts felt would satisfy that demand. The fate of the accomplice remains unknown to this day. Now here's the like the really interesting, interesting part of this story. Besides the fact that like that was just bizarre as shit. Liechtenstein abolished the death penalty in 1987, 202 years after Barbara's execution. But Barbara was the very last person ever executed in Liechtenstein. Because there's only like what four people that can live in that fifteen foot square. <laughs> So back when this story took place, the um, the population of Liechtenstein was around 40,000 people. Yeah. In a 15-mile-by-3-mile square piece wow. of land. Yeah. That's a lot of people. So, yeah. The story of the lady with the trunk. <clears throat> that was really cool, though. Yeah. That was very cool. And it was just kind of a fun, interesting little story. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I like the little ones that are fun like that. Yeah, there was a lot of interesting little details about that one. And it kind of made you, you had to kind of think about that a minute. Yes. Yeah. Yes. So, yeah, unfortunately, a lot of, of the story has been lost to history. A lot of it is guessing. Right. Well, a lot of times stories get lost to history. Yeah. Especially some of the older, better ones. But that was a fun story oh, to do. Oh, yes, it was. <laughs> Cute. All right. Add that to our crime bucket list. That's why I said nobody's going to notice two old ladies hauling two trunks around from town to town. Two trunks? Jesus. For each of us. Strong do you think we are? Well, we're going to put wheels on ours. Oh, okay. Like, uh, we, ooh, we, we don't need trunks. We just buy like a really big Samsonite suitcase on wheels with a handle. And put our accomplice in there? Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. Okay. If I fit in a suitcase, they'll fit in a suitcase. That that'll be what we use. We'll just go to the store. We'll try, <coughs> we'll try out different suitcases to see if I fit. To see which one you fit in. Mm-hmm. Okay, I like this idea. All right, because nobody's gonna find that suspicious or weird. Can you imagine? We're the, gonna be all over Facebook. Can you imagine loss prevention sitting in the office going, "The fuck is going on here? The <laughs> hell did leave her here for us?" They come out and they're like, excuse us. And we're like, it's fine. It's fine. We do a true crime podcast. And they'll be like, oh, enough said. This is for personal use or business? Business. <laughs> oh, dear God. Yes. Well, thank you to everyone who, who chose to spend part of their day with us. We are always so happy to have you here. Yes, we are. We love you and thank you. Thanks for sticking it out with us. Yeah, we're in year three. We're in year three. So thanks for being here with us. Thanks for sticking it out with us. Year three. Yeah. Holy shit. I know. And not just like the beginning of year three. We're like a couple months in here. Like three months in almost. Episode number 13? Yeah. It's all good. It It is is all good. If you have any story ideas, suggestions, comments, corrections, feel free to send them our way. Hell yes. We love your ideas. And if uh, if you're from Liechtenstein... We weren't mocking your country, honestly. I just love the name. I just, it's a fun word to say. We'd like to know what language you speak. And German. If you, oh, do they? Yeah, you I looked Googled it up. that. <laughs> I was like, That's the, how I knew they were called the Kinsteiners. Oh. Well, I'll confess that I didn't know if it was still a country. 
<laughs> it is. It is. It's a good thing I'm beautiful. <laughs> I told you about that. Because your brains aren't getting anywhere. Is that what you're saying? <laughs> oh. Yeah, she just had to be there. Yeah. All right. Have a great day, everyone. Bye. He's just another corn man sitting on a hill. You see him at the bullfight, closest to the kill. Looks up in a tower, sells dreams to the poor. No matter how he gets on, he always wants some more. He said he was a rocker, said he was lost and never found. Said that she should pity him after he forced her to the ground. She lost one or two jobs, lost her home too. Yeah, he just a back home corn and he's getting rich off of you. But the talk's so cheap, we're gonna smoke him out. But he goes so
tell me something I didn't need to know. Really appreciate the time you spent with us today. Hopefully you learned something unusual today. You can find us on Facebook at Tell Me Something I Didn't Need to Know or at tmsidntk at gmail.com. We're also on Twitter at tmsidntk, which are the initials for the title. Suggestions, ideas, comments, corrections, send them our way. We take them all. If you enjoyed your short stop with us, please feel free to follow the podcast, leave us a rating and review. That lets us know how we're doing and helps others to find us. This podcast is hosted by a couple of sisters who research, write, and edit their own stories. All other editing and production is done by Mary Swartz, and the original artwork was created by Hannah Green.